God is not silent about dealing with anger, and so we're going to be talking about the key to overcoming anger. Um, You approach this by taking a look at five truths that we need to consider when we are angry. So let's walk through uh, those five truths. What's number one for us to keep in mind? Well, the first truth is actually close to what you referenced in James one twenty. It's also in James 4, that I get angry because I want something too much. You know, James 4 says, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures, the wage war in your members. You lust and you do not have, so you commit murder. And so we get angry because we desire something earnestly, and then we don't get it. We, you know, our sense even of justice makes us want to punish whoever it is that took it away. I mean, right now in Philadelphia, there are people who are angry at a referee, for example, because they wanted a Super Bowl championship. Sometimes the thing we want isn't necessarily sinful. You know, I may want. Uh, you know, a wife may want a wonderful gift for Valentine's Day. That's not a sinful desire. But then if the husband forgets Valentine's Day, she may be tempted to be sinfully angry. Hmm. I want something too much because, you know, which is idolatry. All right, so that's good. James 4. All right, the second truth is I am not God. I'm not the judge. Let's dive into that one. Sure. Uh, when people wrong us and we're angry, we want to punish them. And I've never hit my wife, but I can give her the silent treatment and avoid eye contact if I'm upset with her. Romans 12 says it's not our place to take revenge, but to leave vengeance to God. And a classic verse is in Genesis 50, when Joseph's brothers are fearful that he's going to take revenge on them. He says in verse 19, I am not in God's place, meaning it's not my job to punish you. So Mm -hmm. anger often has this desire to act out in punishing the person who has hurt us. But the Scripture teaches this is not our place to punish people, even though in our flesh that's what we want to do. Mm, boy, yeah. that's good. And give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like I could spare it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that, Kate. You said it, not me. Just for the record. Yeah. God has been very gracious to me in Christ. I need to consider this when I'm angry. Why? This is the most important to me, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander be put away, along with all malice be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving each other as God in Christ has forgiven you. And so when I'm angry and I want to punish somebody because they've wronged me, I'm like the servant in Matthew 18 who's been forgiven the 10,000 talents, and now my brother owes me 100 denarii. And have I ever remembered the great debt that God has forgiven me through the death of Christ? and how I deserve to be under God's wrath, and God has shown me mercy, then Jesus, even in the parable about the uh, the angry servant who wouldn't forgive, the un- that he says we need to forgive others from our hearts. We need to be merciful as he's been merciful to us. And so when I think of God's mercy to me, I should, as a believer, not be able to remain angry and wrathful. Mm. Okay, here's another thing for us to keep in mind when we are angry. We need to remember who we really are as followers of Jesus, because, hey, hello, we're a new creature in Christ, aren't we? Yes, uh, that's another one of the reasons, the fifth one, in terms of Romans five, Romans 6.11 is the first command in Romans, where he says, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, 
but alive to God in Christ Jesus, that our old self, which is a slave to sin, has died. We're a new self in union with Christ who has been raised. And so even though sometimes I may feel like I can't control myself, the scripture says if I'm walking in the spirit, then I will not give in to the desires of the flesh, which include outbursts of anger. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other things, and then the final one that we have here, I think is so, so very important. It has to do with uh, our belief in God's sovereignty and the fact that God is in control of all things. We need to remember that he is indeed in control and nothing touches our lives that doesn't first go through him. And, and he is good, right? He is doing good for us no matter what happens with our circumstances. And that includes the stuff that makes us angry. Yes, sir. And back to the example of Joseph after his brothers had wronged him, he says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, that many lives might be saved. And so even when other people wrong us, God ultimately has allowed that. And I think one problem with angry people is we want to be in control. We're upset when others upset our plans that we wanted control over. We have to acknowledge ultimately God has allowed difficult things to happen. It doesn't mean the people who wronged us, like Joseph's brothers, you know, deserve a medal for sinning against us. But God has, for his own reason, allowed that, and he's working that, as Romans 8.28 says, he's working it for our good and for his glory. You know, I think we have some people who may have difficulty with um, the Bible presenting God as, as being angry. Of course, God is perfect. We know that's true. He uh, has never sinned, never will sin. It, it, he cannot be in the presence of sin. But they have a hard time with this whole idea of God being angry and it being okay. And Jim, where I'm landing on this is, well, God has righteous anger. There is such a thing as righteous anger. Yes, and we think of Jesus' famous case in the temple when people were merchandising in the Lord's house. And as you said, everything about God is good and holy and just, and God would not be God if he were not a God of justice. And so God will punish sin, and for us as believers, our sin was punished on the cross. If God is not just, the cross is unnecessary and ridiculous, but because because God is just, and he was determined to save us, the wrath that we deserve was poured out on Christ. But for those who remain hard-hearted, then God's angry is against them for their determination to go their own way against God. And that's part, it's an attribute of God. It's something that makes him God and that we should worship and acknowledge as good. What do you say to the person who says, well, you know what? Uh, I just kind of have a hot temper. I was born this way, or I've always been this way, or... I inherited this from my mom and dad who, you know, we're, we come from a family of uh, people who have hot tempers. That's just kind of explaining something away. So it seems to me, and not really dealing with the heart of the issue, right? I do believe that different ones of us face different temptations more than others. And so some people are prone to fear. Some people would be tempted by lust or substance abuse. And so I think there's some of us who are more tempted to get angry whatever reason, be it our family background, our DNA, I have no idea, the way we're wired. But then that's why when, as you quoted 2 Corinthians 5.17, whoever's in Christ is a new creation. Galatians 5.16 says, if we walk by the Spirit, we will not carry out these fleshly desires. And so as a believer, even if anger is a difficult thing for me, the Holy Spirit can enable me to be self-controlled as a fruit of the Spirit and to restrain sinful anger, which is a fleshly deed, and 
I'm not enslaved to those fleshly deeds anymore. But I acknowledge for some people, it's much more difficult than others. Uh, I'm a person who tends to want justice. My wife is very merciful, so I have to work hard at using the gospel to control my temptation to being angry, even in my heart. And there's a lot that goes uh, into all of this, too. You know, when you don't feel good, you can be hot-tempered, right? Uh, when you're tired, uh, I mean, there are a lot of these issues that can weigh heavily upon us, and and we can snap back all too quickly. What's your best advice for us here this morning uh, when we realize, man, I'm getting to the edge, you know, or we say something that we should not have said? How do we keep from continuing on in that vein? What, what do we do, practically speaking? One of my favorite statements by the great preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones is we need to stop listening to ourselves and start talking to ourselves. And yep. That can go with James 1.19, that we should be slow to speak and slow to anger. And one reason I developed, there's an anger card on my website. It's free, jimnewheiser.com under resources and cards. It's five things to tell myself, which is what we've been going through when I'm angry. And so instead of counting to 10 and hoping that makes it better, I think rehearsing biblical truth with Scripture, when we're tempted to be simply angry, that the, the truth of the gospel should put out the fires of the anger in our heart as we, again, walk by the Spirit. And even with Galatians 5.16, if I'm angry, other people can't make me angry. They can tempt me. Or you know, people talk about angry. And circumstances can be, I haven't eaten. I haven't gotten enough sleep. Well, that makes it harder. But the Spirit can help me to be self-controlled and to restrain my anger. And I'm not given an excuse because of these circumstances. Wow. Okay, so you said uh, there's, there's a printout with these, uh, these things on it uh, on your website that we can, uh, we can actually print this out and kind of have it with us? Yeah, I've created four counseling cards completely free. JimNewheiser.com under resources and cards are actually in several languages. And it's just we print these out as little three-by-five cards we give to people. Uh, actually, this all began when I'd been counseling and I had so many different angry people and I would have them write down on a blank three-by-five card some things to tell themselves from the Bible when they're tempted to be angry. And then we finally just kind of out of the best list we could come up with, came up with what's on the anger card. And then the booklet, Help My Anger is Out of Control, really explains these principles in more detail and goes into depth about some of the other questions you've raised. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for being with us. And I should mention your book as well. It's Help My Anger is Out of Control. And uh, that's, uh, where can we find that? That's on Amazon, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's on Amazon. It's published by Shepherd Press. And if you I'm not, there are not, not many Newheisers in the world, so I have several other books which deal with various topics from a biblical perspective, and be delighted for people to have a look. Fantastic. Hey, Jim, thanks for being with us. Uh, you're a first-time visitor to the show, but I hope it's not your last time. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much.